Do you ever feel like you're playing like a video game of like all of the songs that you wrote and you're just trying to get the highest score every night that you... Yes, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> um, here I am. I feel like I'm playing like a version of singer-songwriter hero. Fuck, this sounds like a chicken. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, and I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> it feels unpleasant to listen to, to me. All right. Hey, you guys, how's it going? Great to be back on mic, talking to you guys. Christian Lee Hudson on the show today. Great pleasure. Great pleasure speaking to him, and I want to do it again. Good talk. You know, we get into some some pertinent subjects, I think, for me at this moment. Um, I'm sort of between uh, album completion and tour. A little bit of a weird time uh, for me uh, and sort of makes me reflect on, you know, what I'm doing generally and thinking, you know, is it the right thing? Am I doing the right thing uh, in this life? I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I, I also feel like it takes a big thing for me to realize what my next step in life is. I don't know what it is. I haven't come across the catalyst yet, um, the, the thing that tells me, okay, let's try this. You know, I, I feel like it's probably something still within music that I want to be doing, but just a, a slight shift in intention uh, or a slight shift in process, something. I don't know. I do have this feeling like, and I, I, I always worry about this, and this is a natural concern, I think, for, for any artist. You know, we are sometimes insecure. We're, we, we put ourselves out there, and I think the flip side of that is that, that sense of, of not, you know, not knowing where we'll land or if people will like us or not, and we sort of need to put ourselves out there to see, are we okay, you know? Like, am I doing okay? So I, I do sometimes have that, I, I don't know, I have this feeling like, are, is this album that I like worked my ass off on and like really poured my heart and soul into, does it come out and, you know, a few people listen to it and then, it, it, you know, the, the cycle just moves on to the next, uh, you know, whatever, Frank Ocean puts another album out and then, then like, you know, everybody's on that one. Um, uh, that's like, that's, that's the disheartening thing about this this process and you want and like with the social media now you know you want to feel like you've done all you can to, to let people know that you have something out but then you just feel like you're just inundating the world with with your like listen to me listen to listen to check me out check me out and, and, and that doesn't feel very good anyway the the Y album is pretty much out in the world I think it's out out on like uh, August 9th it's called AOK Ohio I would say really the best way to experience this album is through the visual album. There's there's videos for, for every single nook and cranny of this album, and uh, they are great. Uh, they were directed by Miles Joris Parafeet and James Seward, and uh, I, I could not be more proud of a video for my music than these. So please experience, experience it through the, you know, you can find them on uh, YouTube and Vimeo and all these kind of places. Uh, go to aokohio.com 
or whywithaquestionmark.com. Those will go to the same places. You can find the stuff through there, as well as tour dates. It's happening so fast. We're heading on tour on August 13th is our first show. So please go to aokohio.com tour and check out those dates. If there's one near you, come on, man. Don't be a fool. Come check out the show. It's a really good show. Don't miss it. Don't, miss, don't, don't be one of these people on the internet that, you know, it's like, what? come to Grand Rapids. Come, you know, come to Grand Rapids. We were there two weeks ago. You missed it. Well, don't miss it. AOKOhio.com slash tour. If you love this podcast, you want to support it, what can I do to support this podcast? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can go over to patreon.com slash the wandering wolf and pledge your support, your undying love for the podcast over there. And those of you who pledge $5 or more per month become my executive producers. I read off your names at the end of the episode. Woo who? Yes. My guest today, Christian Lee Hudson, the man, the myth, always, I'm not going to say he always wears a suit, but he always looks like he would be wearing a suit and he's just wearing like the bare essentials from the suit, maybe the dress shirt and slacks. Uh, not a suspenders guy, but you could see how like in, a, in an alternate universe he would be. I don't know how to explain that better. Uh, could be wearing one of those um, harmonicas, you know, around a thing on his neck. Doesn't, doesn't do that. But hair, every hair in place, handsome, dapper, Christian Lee Hudson, beautiful musician, heartbreaking songs. I have completely fallen in love with his music. He's got a new album coming out in September, I think or maybe October, sometime in the fall. And uh, it's not only his, a new album, it's his first album. Uh, you know, he's had more unofficial stuff released, but this is his first one officially with a label and stuff. I have it. I've listened to it. I can vouch for it. It's incredible. So uh, don't look for that yet, but very soon. Very, very soon. But you can listen to a single off of that album called Northsiders uh, anywhere on the internet. And in fact, I'm going to play that at the end of the episode. So, you guys, with no further ado, let's get into this really, really good conversation with my new friend, Christian Lee Hudson. Have you always been in L.A., or did you live elsewhere some of the time? Um, I lived in uh, Nashville for like a year and a half, and then I lived in New York for a year. What was the Nashville stint? Uh, it was, uh, I went through like a... Like, I'd just broken up with someone, and my friend was, said, move to Nashville. And, and like, I okay. didn't have a job that, that was keeping me, you know? <laughs> I see, I do see the Nashville thing, even in your writing or something. It, it has the, like, storytelling of, of the Nashville world or something. That's, I, hopefully, the, hopefully the current, present-day Nashville, Nashville world, the pop country... Right, no, not like that. You know, honestly, it seems, it feels classic. It feel, and I'm almost listening to uh, 
I mean, I, I've heard everything you have on Spotify, which is not much stuff. It's not really anything except for, yeah, one song and then, like, two things live I things. I wish I could do. An audio tree live thing and a jam in the van live tree thing. Yeah. Um, which I've done both, and they're both on my, you know, they're out there. It's, it's, it is what yeah. it is. Where, where do, but, like, yeah, I almost thought listening to those things, it has a feel of almost like Nashville era Bob Dylan. If oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like uh, uh, National Skyline, Skyline or the other one. Um, was the other New Morning or no? Uh, Blonde on Blonde was a well, Nashville. Record. Yeah, Blonde on Blonde was recorded in Nashville. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that era, that that like, uh, we're but we're both forgetting one very particular record. Well, well, uh, John Wesley Harding. John Wesley was Harding. right around that time, I think. I love well. that record. Oh, I I used to that yeah that record got me. I don't want to say got me through times like it saved my whatever but like I listened to that a lot yeah different, a lot of different Bob Dylan records through different periods of my same. life same my favorite I think is Planet Waves uh, okay yeah that's the one with the painting on the cover that's the one yeah it's got like a black and white painting yeah uh, and that that has like one of the big Lebowski songs on it I want to say oh probably yeah fuck I can't remember which it has two versions of Forever Young on it. Yeah, okay. And okay. then a, a several other. It's such a good. It's the only, like, actual studio record that has the band as the band on it. That's not the, like a the live band. record. The yeah. band, the band. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. So band, that must have been. It's like yeah, 74 in that period. or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like you got you did get into that stuff. So that's, I'm not wrong in sort of maybe hearing some of those influences in there. No, yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, I don't listen to it that much anymore, but unless it's like particularly nostalgic time or something. Yeah, I still, I still every once in a while I'll go back because there's still there's still are like records in his catalog that like like for Planet Wave for example like I only delved into that I think probably over the last like two years or something just searching around around on Spotify like what what's what's another Bob Dylan album that I've never really checked out yeah. I had heard Forever Young and maybe one or two other tunes on it but yeah I yeah I, I can't remember when I, I I find a lot of like sometimes I'll go back through like Neil Young is someone I did that with yeah. where I was like I had heard like the one Neil Young record and right. nothing else. Harvest or something probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then recently went back through and found like a you just occasionally find like a random like such a treasure of Absolutely. a record that I mean, no one told you about. There's some <laughs> ones that are definitely not as worth listening to, but then yeah, but then you'll For hit sure. a, you'll hit upon some <laughs> shit from like Right, like seventy-seven, or you know, like yeah. some just sort of like <laughs> later year, but not too late. And this, yeah. yeah, I know a lot of people weirdly that like swear by Dylan the whole time, and I'm like, you guys are fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy. I mean, <laughs> what I think is so brilliant about him is almost like, and what is I find inspiring as someone who's about to turn forty next week and still doing it is just his tenacity. Thank you. It's just like. He, even through times where, you know, you could tell he wasn't necessarily, like, in his most inspired state, he just kept working, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And, like, 
would still come back from time to time and hit upon something that was like, oh, this is brilliant. This piece is brilliant, you know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But like almost lets me off the hook feeling like every single thing I have to do has to be knighted classic. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. it allows you to be like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm an artist and like I make work and like some of it yeah. resonates with people, some of it resonates with other people, some of it doesn't resonate with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I I fully I know what you mean I, I I feel like I used to really I don't know I feel like I used to I don't, I'm in a weird period right now where I like am taking a lot more time with things than I usually do but I used to like really take uh I don't know, I guess that aspect of, like, a person who's, like, a prolific songwriter really ins- used to inspire me and make me feel like I, you could just write, like, a song every day, and it is... That's, like, the Nashville way. Yeah, but then I did that for a really long time, and I was like, wow, I have so many songs that suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I have, like, three songs that are good, and then I was, like, I started... I was like, maybe I'll just try and make all, all of everyone something that I really like instead of like neurotically churning out moving on to the new one yeah right right focusing on on uh, uh fo- fo- yeah I actually saw a kid uh, we're watching a, a, a mother be worried about her child on the top I actually saw a kid t- take a spill off of the top of that thing one time oh boy uh, straight on straight on her head she was fine uh, as far as I know I, don't, I was not home with her later I had like a I had I went to a playground when I was a kid like this and I got my leg stuck in between one of the like of the bars like the bars over there and the fire department had to go oh like, my god that is so leg. embarrassing so were you a chubby kid as well I was. I was too man oh that's brutal has that yeah. stuck with you, that feeling? I mean, shame. yes. Not from that specifically, but shame is like a thing that never leaves. Same. <laughs> Ever, yeah. no matter how much. Definitely same. How same hard leaders. I try. No matter how many apologies. Right, right. Shame will always be. What's, what is that? I, I feel like there's got to be a way to release from that, but I don't know how. I've asked my therapist and she won't fucking tell me. <laughs> Mm, interesting. That's what she says. <laughs> no, she just says like that sounds really hard. Yeah. I'm like fucking yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> How, what do I do with it? Answer me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what you so? Where do you put it? I have I have a di- I have a, another question to go back to what we were just talking about previous to that to that is like it seems to me and I don't know this. But you seem like you're probably young. I don't know how old you are at all. I'm 28. Okay, 28. So, like, and I don't know where you're coming from. I know all all I know is what you have on Spotify. I I was going to, like, read your Wikipedia and bios and shit today, but I didn't do that. I'm so glad that you didn't do that. (laughs) So, I just don't know, like... You, so you've had some years of doing that of like you know you did the fast writing and now you're you're back to like okay let me let me hone on each of these songs yeah what, I don't know how what long it, that was. where did you come from like what you know what I'm saying um, I as in like the mu- in a musical sense or? I guess uh, 
you haven't put out an album full of, of, or have you? I have, but not in like a real way. I I used to so I like I I dropped out of high school when I was like 15. I was like going to play music, but mainly that just meant I'm going to do drugs full time. And that's how shit went down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like yeah I, I I lived with my dad. I it was it made it it was very easy to fall into that. Uh, was he into that lifestyle as well? Uh, no, not really. I, I think he was just really, like, busy. And, yeah. And it was just easy to lie. Which it's meant what? Lie to you're a teenager and you're, on, you're, like, doing what? Pot? Or, do, or like, on a bunch of like, cocaine um, shit like that? Like everything, yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't really smoke pot. I, like, I, I freaked out really early when I started smoking pot. And so I, was like, decided that wasn't for me. But, yeah, like, I did... Yeah, like a lot of like coke and it's like pills and uh, I in a very like LA and stereotypical like embarrassing way got into like heroin when I was uh, sixteen. Injecting it or snorting it? Smoking it. Smoking yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Sheesh. that was yeah, <laughs> that was really fun. Uh, did that take you to like? W- w- did it become to to a point where it was like okay, like I ha- either. I kept it under control, actually. I think, and but, but was like teetering on the edge of like, woo-hoo. but I was always pretty conscious of like, fuck, this is. I have to be careful. <laughs> as a young, te- as a teenager too, this is like. Yeah. That's. But, I mean, yeah. So my, it's my, my life kind of fell apart, but not in like a very, not in, not as, bad as. Everyone else I knew. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, so you had it. You were running with a, 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 a crew of kids that were all doing this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. For the most part, uh, a lot of kids that, that definitely weren't though too, and and uh, yeah, I don't know. Most of my like drug use or whatever in my life has been pretty like secretive in general. So plenty of kids that weren't doing anything that. I feel like would have been surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what well, they'll know now. Out. They'll know now. Uh, what? No. What? Now, you told me this. I know this. Yeah. Just through text messaging with you. <laughs> we had a but, good text message. Yes. I would like the world to know a bit about... So, you were raised in a motel in Venice Beach with your dad <laughs> yeah. sleeping in the same one bed <laughs> yeah. in a in a motel room. Yes. To be fair, that was only a, that was for so that started when I was like 10 years old when my dad moved to LA. Before that I lived with my mom. Okay, so and your mom also lived in LA? Yeah, my mom lived in LA in like a regular living situation, yeah. like a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I had a bed that I didn't have to share with her. Right. Um, right. Which was great. <laughs> right. Occasionally, if you really needed to, you could go yeah, share her bed. You could go. <laughs> yeah. Had to be really, you had to, it had to be really bad though. Yes, bad fears. Um, yes, I, so my dad moved to LA and he, he moved into, uh, a hotel or I guess it's I don't even know if you would call it a hotel it was like efficiency suites but that is so misleading uh, <laughs> yeah the efficiency, maybe like a live in hotel yes. like where most people live are living there full time sort of type of thing yeah but a lot of people like that's like the cheap room that would come up 
you know, if they were coming to visit Venice Beach. It was, like, right on the boardwalk. Uh, and... Like, I mean, kind of nice in a way, even though I'm sure the digs weren't that nice. But like, the digs you're, weren't you're nice, right but the, the location was yeah. really good. It was very loud. There was the drum circle oh. that happens in Venice Beach happened right in front of the hotel. So, oh, like Sunday night until like two in the morning. Hopefully, that didn't turn you off to drum circles for you, <laughs> the rest of your life. It sort of spoiled drum circles yeah. for me, and I, you know, until then I thought that like that might be a nice. <laughs> Nice direction, yeah. You know, yeah. nice something to chase. But then I learned early on that drum circles were right. for me, right? Right. Because well, of this experience, you'll find out soon. You know, <laughs> during the recording of your next album, just how into drum circles you are. <laughs> no. Um. So okay. So you and did you dropped out of high school at fifteen? So did, did you never go back? Was that that? I didn't go back. I went to like I got I technically got kicked out of the high school that I was going to and decided they sent me to another uh, like a like a I don't know what you would call it it's like a finishing high school but you don't it's for kids that get kicked out of their okay. public yeah. school or whatever GED alternative kind of thing yeah you like, go in yeah. like once a week and turn in work but I went like a few times and then was but did you graduate did you get I got a GED oh you did okay yeah um, I got my GED and I went to, I did like one year of art school. Okay. In California. Now when you got kicked out, sorry, when you got kicked out of high school, yeah. was it grade related or, or, or? It was grade related. Okay. I had like a, I had less than like a one point whatever you GPA. You didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I would, yeah. I would skip school every single day. I had a bandmate in the band I was in at the time that lived across the street from school. So I would go, I would like fill up like a water bottle full of like vodka and orange juice or like uh like Robitussin (laughs) and and go to my first two classes and then at like the first uh wasn't like I don't know what you call it like break yeah Uh, I, I can't remember what it's called not lunch but before that I would leave and go off campus and just stay at my friend's house for the rest of the day and he would let me do drugs at his house because he was a responsible, almost 30-year-old man. Right, right. <laughs> let a kid do what he needs to do. <laughs> do what, 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 so you were in bands all through high, high school and stuff, too? Yeah. What, 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 what kind, is this, like, punk rock type shit? Or? Uh, I was in, like, a punk band, yeah, for a couple years, and then I started, like, this band with this guy, with this 30-year-old man, uh, that I, I worked with at a guitar shop. Uh, we started a band that was like basically like a Tom Waits like ripoff. Okay. Band. And he was the singer. I was the singer. You were singer. I didn't know about Tom Waits. Did you until have to do that to your me. voice? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I'd know, I know. I I had heard like Rain Dogs, and then he wanted to start this band, and no one was starting a band with me. So I was like, oh, we'll do that. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Sure. I. We'll do a junkyard band. That sounds great. Um, so he did, he brought in all the all the the Tom Waitsy junkyardy kind of elements. Yeah, he like built like a drum kit out of like a bunch of garbage and right. and like had written a bunch of music that I wasn't really the songs I was writing were like they were like Elliot Smith like Bright Eyes type because that's what I really 
fucking loved uh, to so those to. were those were your you would say those were your kind of like major influences at that for time for sure yeah and and before that <clears throat> when I was in high school still or before I dropped out I used to make I had like a four track cassette recorder and I would make like every couple months I would make like 12 new songs that I'd written and then make these demos and like hand them out to people at school <laughs> That's and they were awesome. like records that I was like, kind of, I was like, yeah, I made a new record on, on tapes, or they were burnt CDs. They were on burnt CDs. Uh-huh. I had like it. It was a cassette, uh, cassette recorder, but I had like rigged some way to convert it to my like Mac or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I made a bunch of those, and uh, yeah. That's cool. We give them people. So you, yeah, you, you've, you, you're one of these people. It seems to me like uh, I always, I always think of like uh, a Joanna Newsom type, right? Where like her and I started around the same time, mm-hmm. but I have this shameful catalog <laughs> pre like my first good record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have maybe seven or eight records before my what I would say is like okay this is here's me now or like the learning records she never did that where she she did probably what you did uh-huh. where it's like okay you know here's the little demo thing here's you know give it to my friends or whatever but like when she first came out it was like here's the milk eyed mender you know what I'm saying right, right. like I'm brand new here's the milk eyed mender I would say I'm closer to what you what no, you no because you you, there's nothing I couldn't find a tra- look I'm not a, I'm not some kind of internet sleuth yeah. but like I didn't find a trace of you I mean obviously I you didn't go find, to band camp I right. didn't go to all these places you, there, there are traces of me of where I'm trying to like really figure it out and and just doing stuff that's like this is fun and I don't even really like this but it, it was fun and I made it so it's out right <laughs> okay yeah um, yeah there's a lot of stuff like that but nothing that's like I thank God that there was no like fucking label that like gave me money and See, like they, a publicist. They did. That's what they did for me. That's what they did to me, <laughs> so Christian. Uh, so, but but also you're being very self-deprecating. I know, but but like, and like I'm not hating on things that I've done since like, oh six or oh five or oh six. You know what I'm saying? You're saying before that. Before that, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I, I'm just saying like. You seem to be at this point where, like, you know, you're you're 28 and have like all this, um, which I'm saying is not young. I mean, it's not old, but it's not super right. young. I'm not. But you yeah. have all this like learning and like work under your belt. That's like the creation of you and who you are musically. That like it goes into like the 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 bottom of the iceberg but then you're about to put out this new album which is like here's the shining thing and it's going to be really good and like you know what i'm saying you get to wave it around and say here's my first thing yeah yeah i i hope that it's like that or i hope that i i, I hope that no one ever finds any <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that i made before <laughs> but do you feel good about it? that stuff is what how, how much stuff do you have done for that album uh, it's pretty much done. It's all tracked. They did strings on Saturday without me. Oh wow! Um, Which is who? Is this Marshall it. doing that? No, it's Phoebe Bridgers is producing it. Okay, um, very so, cool. Yeah. Um, so it was just her and 
uh, an yeah. engineer and some her and whatever. an engineer, some string players yeah, and string players and Connor. <laughs> so I was there. Now, how was that? So you're, <laughs> we should say that as well. Yeah. You are, and I don't know what you do recording wise in in those acts. You mm-hmm. can tell me, but I know at least you're a touring musician with. Phoebe as herself, right? Um, or no? Not with Phoebe as herself. Just the Better Oblivion. With Yeah, with Better Oblivion. I did like a tour with Phoebe okay. when she first started where I played bass because she called me two nights before the tour started and was like, Christian, I can't come on the bass player. <laughs> yeah. Can you please come on this two-week tour? Uh, but, with, yeah, with uh, Better Oblivion, I uh, wrote some of the songs with Phoebe and Connor and okay. recorded with them for it and am now touring with them for it very cool yeah. how does that feel crazy l- like working with Connor and you know so insane yeah such a weird fulfillment of like a childhood dream and in a in a it, yeah it's a very surreal but he's been he's been real nice oh yeah he's the best here. he's yeah. such a he's such a fucking kind uh probably the kindest person that I know he's nice. very <laughs> he's very sweet and like empathetic and is very easy to work with and just a fun really nice, nice friend yeah it took me like six months to get over the fact that he was my like childhood idol though yeah yeah um, that took a that. really long time <laughs> I'm trying to think of who that would be for me <laughs> I've never met I've met those people for me but like not like Never in a way that they would have any any interest whatsoever in doing anything with me. <laughs> but like Q-Tip, oh, I would yeah. say was one of those for me. Or like, I met Pasta News from De La Soul. I met yeah. Q-Tip. Yeah. We yeah. I was in Jenny Lewis's band and we did a show where they came and played with like, uh, or it was sorry, it was Beck, and Q-Tip was like the guest That's for dope. like the evening. At, yeah. Like guest. Uh, yeah. That's cool. So, have you kind of been making a living over these last few years, like touring in different people's bands like that? Yeah, the last couple of years I have. <clears throat> Before that, I was doing like the most like fucking insane solo touring on in like all of the worst places ever all year long, and like didn't really live anywhere. <clears throat> like no agent, like just doing it yourself. Or? I had like a boutique agent, is what. I think they would call themselves yeah. and they would basically without I had like like a record sort of that I was promoting that but without like any a Christian Lee Hudson record? yeah okay okay. Um, but I would go out and he would basically I would just say like I don't I have no relationship no job no nothing no place that I live right now let's uh, put me out all the time and he would just book me shows like all year this was like for like four years and I would just play and drive and play like the spaghetti shop and play, and play for like just three just kind of eke hours. out a living yeah I would play making like three 50 hours. bucks a night or something just. it would the, the restaurant he had like a pretty good hold on like the restaurant and like wine bar type uh, places that you could play like almost nice, everywhere. I gotta say that's kind of nice. It f- felt soul crushing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that aspect too. Yeah, but but it was but it was really nice because yeah. I I really enjoy time alone. But I and I also it's 
it's really easy to write for me that way when I'm just driving in the car and um, it was really nice Explain and I got that to, to me, like if you would what sorry finish what you were going to say you got to what oh I just I was going to say I got to like learn how to not care that people weren't listening yeah um, which is an important which is an important thing and a difficult thing I think for a lot of young artists to be able to deal with if I was terrified of it at yeah. first and felt like so like it was a judgment of my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely have been there. And I used to I was one of these guys opposite of Connor Oberst, apparently, where I would just I would tell people to shut the hell up. And, I, you know, <laughs> Connor would tell people. Oh, he would. OK, that so that sort of thing. Um you know, no longer am I doing that. But now I'm at a point where usually the people come and see us, know our music, and listen, you know, to some extent. I mean, people talk, of course. But, like, I definitely know, like, our openers often feel like, you know, and I like, I listen to very quiet music. Uh-huh. So, like, for instance, last, or two months ago or something, we brought Tom Berlin. Oh, out. yeah. You know, Sarah Beth you, you know her. friend of mine. Love her. She, uh... The first night, after the first night, we were talking. She's like, "I don't know what to do." Like, they're just like, <laughs> she's like, "It's like a Buffalo Wild Wings in there." They're just talking the whole time, Dude, and I'm like, such "Yeah." A good comparison. I don't to know. Opening any show. Basically. Yeah, it's like, I, and especially quiet music like that. You know, for people that came out to hear, and they came out to hear like our like ten year old album that was like their like high school anthem type shit. Right. Different kind of audience. Anyway. Um, so I get that for sure. But I was going to ask about writing in the car. How oh, yeah. does that work? Uh, I usually what happens is I have like some kind of <clears throat> musical idea or like melody that I've thought of like in the morning or the night before, wherever I am. And then I just kind of sit with it in silence in the car all day and like think of, I don't know, like moving is really helpful to, for to get the like my mind not sticking on the same like ideas like when I'm in a, just like a room or something like that sometimes it can be hard and just like ah oh, what is the what are the words supposed to be what is like just the same four things I'm anxious about all the fucking time right but the right. car is different it makes me think about like my whole life and like remember things in in a different uh, way I think and then will you I just want to know practically like how do you remember say your sort of Verses, or if you you know if you're writing lyrics and stuff for melodies, mm-hmm. you know, do you have are you do you have like your phone running on recording on voice voice notes the whole time or something? Um, I if I find something that I really like, I'll so I'll usually record it, but it has to be like really good. I forget a lot of things too, but I I do sometimes subscribe to the like if it's really good, you're gonna remember what it is. Who said if that? It's really exciting. I, I, I remember hearing somebody say that. <laughs> I don't fucking know, but I. I think it's sort of like a pompous, like dickish way to look at it, but also is like very true. Or, or like I, the only things that I'm really get really excited about when I'm writing are like, if I am excited about it, then it I I don't ever forget it really. Right, right. Unless I've played it like a thousand times. I just feel like I gotta hold on to every idea I got, and I can't afford that. I can't <laughs> afford that sort of like throwing shit. Uh, I know that feeling too. I'm, I'm feeling like in like a 
like a drought right now of like where I don't have any ideas like that and I'm trying to relax do you, do you, about it. How many more songs do you need for the album? I don't need any. I like fortunately have like since I haven't really released much music at all, I have like a stockpile of a lot of songs that I really like. So we got to choose from like a bunch. In order, to, you, so you would like have the process work. You gave Phoebe a bunch of demos or something. Yeah, Phoebe's probably heard like two hundred songs. Of mine. Oh, jeez. And she, <laughs> and she, you and her go to, through together or something. Yeah, she. Phoebe is like the person that I trust the most in this life with just like what it. I can't. I have a hard time being objective with things. What's good? Yeah. Yeah. Same. And Phoebe I'm is the same so way. good at that. Yeah. She's nice. so good at yeah. Yeah. I do. You ever feel like you're like you like make something and you're like really excited about it and then immediately you're like wait fuck what is this is this good I have to send this to 20 people and, I do and, and search yeah, of course <laughs> I do that <laughs> yeah and yes and also yeah I, I do that yeah definitely I, I, I don't have that many people that I send you know stuff to I, I guess I send stuff to my brother and my girlfriend mm-hmm. basically um, and my brother's always like, yeah, great, cool. <laughs> Let's get this done so we can get back on the road. How's your girlfriend with that? And my girlfriend actually has a really good ear. I mean, my brother has a good ear, too, but he's kind of like, like, whatever, let's get it done, let's go. Let's yeah, go. let's fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Grace, my girlfriend, is is very, uh, yeah, she's very discerning and, and like, I don't know, she's she's has really great uh, taste, so she helps how is that Sometimes. for you if she doesn't, if does she ever say, like, I don't know if this is done yet? Yeah, so the other day, like two days ago, I sent um, this tune. So I don't want to explain too much about what my album's like, but I've told you a bit. Yeah. And, like, so there's, like, this long, like, maybe 90-second, what I would think about as a lull. Uh-huh but just sort of ambience, you know, like, and, like, between the first and second song on the album. So I was like, eh, you know, because, like, once we decide on that order, I was like, all right, well, there should be something else in here, a little something for my, for my music, you know, like, I have, my music is not, like, I wouldn't personally really listen to my music if I didn't, you know, if I wasn't making it. I listen to, like, I don't know, diff- like, more, like, low-key, uh, maybe simpler, prettier music, so, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, for my music, I feel like there had to be this thing, something jutting out there. It, it just felt like too much downtime in the beginning of the album. So I added this little rap piece and, yeah, sent it to her. And she's like, eh, I like the space or whatever. I, you know, I look... Do you, are you capable, did you take that well, or are I went, you? I went nuts. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't go nuts, but like, but I didn't, it, it, I mean, not taking it well for me wasn't like, fuck you, or arguing with her about it, because it's like, that's the way she feels. You felt bad. But I got <clears throat> depressed for the rest of the day. <laughs> but I also realized that I was right. I mean, in my mind, that something needed to be there, but it what but what I had done wasn't right yet. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like, and so I felt like my way of justifying it was like I, I sent it to her too early, yeah. before it was like settled in I itself. Do I do that sometimes because you want to know, you want to know early, but then, yeah. but I didn't want somebody to say no. I wanted somebody to say like, 
it's close, but you need to do this, this, and this. Right. <clears throat> but she was like, nah, I'm not feeling it. And Phoebe was, is very good at that. Yeah, exactly okay. what you just described. Yeah. Like, I sent her the song that we just put out. I sent her <clears throat> probably like six different versions of it as I was writing it. I was I was here in in or I was in Mason when I was writing that song, and I was going fucking crazy and just had like <clears throat> written like probably fifteen verses where I was like, "Fuck!" Like how? Like <laughs> what is it? How? does it go and then would send her one and she's like ah no like <laughs> it's not yeah. really there yeah and then after a while she just stopped responding because oh <laughs> fuck them. that's the and worst and so I kept sending them and then I sent whatever the last version that it ended up on and she I, she didn't get it or she got it that was the one that she responded to okay yeah I feel like it's almost like you kind of know you probably kind of know in your in yourself when it's right or not, but you definitely need that person to sort of yeah. like uh, bolster your opinion. Definitely, that's what I need anyway. I, that's definitely what I need. I well, I have I have a hard time telling when it's right. I know when it's wrong. Yeah, though. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But when <clears throat> even when, when the version of that that I sent her that ended up being the final version, I was like. This is fucking dumb, right? Like but she liked it though. Usually, when I think something is really stupid, I'm just like, "This is like way too. This is too, so dumb, and it's such a joke and a novelty." That is the thing that Phoebe likes. She's like, "That's amazing." <laughs> just because because it's more boisterous, or like I don't even know. a little more like uh, I don't know, out of the box. I guess, I guess so. I don't know if she would like. I don't know if she would say that that's why, but. That's how I always feel. There were like a few songs that ended up on the record that I'm like, this is fully 100% a joke song. Yeah. That I wrote as a joke to make you laugh. Right. <laughs> but that's, I mean, part of you is your sense of humor. You know what I mean? And, I guess and so, maybe yeah. this, your sense of humor and your songwriting can sometimes be paired. I don't know. I guess so. That doesn't seem crazy to me. How, how did the two of you start working? Were you already friends and stuff? Uh, no, we met through my friend, <clears throat> our mutual friend, Harry. <clears throat> Uh, who's a guy that I, I met in Nashville. He lived in Nashville. He's a guitar player and plays in her band. And a few months before her record came out, we met. And she, yeah, we just became friends, started hanging out. And she uh, accidentally ended up at one of my shows. And Phoebe's notoriously, like, really, really ridiculously hard on uh, Live shows or on something? on just music in okay. general. She's yeah. like very has, she's very. She would hate blunt my music. I already know. It. I don't think that she does hate your music. Um, I've never asked her, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think that that's true. <laughs> anyway, um, she's very hard. I, I need to know. Anytime I, don't need I to hear, know for sure. it's very funny. I like her music. It's I'll funny say that. that you say that because as I as I was saying that, I was like. Anytime that anyone talks about someone's opinion of something being harsh, I immediately internalize. I'm like, well, they would fucking hate me. <laughs> That's what I do too. Yeah, I. Yeah. They already do. They basically already fucking right. Hate exactly. Me. And then in my mind, I go through all the steps. I'm like, this is how. Fuck! Hate. I want that person to like me. Right. Fuck! They hate me though. Fuck them. That's I don't the need thing them. About I need people, them though. That's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing about people you don't know. 
that you respect in music, especially for me, that I find is like, yeah, I always assume that. I was yeah. I always feel like an outsider and assume that that like, yeah, everyone everyone is having this love fest with each other's music and, and then I'm just like this. On outside. the outside of it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that that isn't true. I mean, you know, I have about you. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, and I, I understand it's my insecurities for sure. But you know, oh, shit. Marty, come on, Martin. Oh yeah, this is why I had to stop using contacts. He's over here yeah. scrounging, fucking scrounging for the liquid eye. My liquid tears. The glasses, yeah. The glasses <laughs> really hurt my eyes. Oh, okay. Or hurt my uh, fucking. Don't look at me. Don't watch. <laughs> Um, Marty, come on. Come on, Marty. Enough is enough, <sighs> sweetie. Marty. Come on, Marty. doesn't even know my nah, voice. I'm he like, did, Marty. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything right now. All he knows is cat poop right now. And he's about to be Eat sick up, as hell. Dude. He's about to be sick as hell tonight. Well, what am I going to do? Good. Did it to himself. Is that? It, can I say that like that? Is that? Or is like, am I fatherly and I'm supposed to be like, no, don't do that? No, they have to learn, and they won't. <laughs> he won't learn. <laughs> if he's ever confronted with cat poop or no cat poop, he's always going to go cat poop. <laughs> you know, the contact lenses, I'm fine nine months out of the year. Springtime. Oh, like, allergy stuff. I'm just like fucking... Yeah. Everyone that thinks... I was like, are you okay? Also, out here, d- you know, L.A. is going to be a lot kinder probably than here. It's a little bit better. Yeah. Here is fucked and Nashville is fucked. When yeah. I lived in Nashville, I was, it was like a fucking full-on assault. It was like they let a cat loose in the city that was just a huge, enormous... Are you allergic to cats, too? I am, but uh, I'm mainly allergic to just nature. Yeah. Yeah, the world. <laughs> the world. Yeah. Um, I can't there he is. What were you asking about? Wait, what was it? Well, we were talking talking about about? how Phoebe Bridgers hates me. Oh, yeah. Phoebe Uh, fucking hates (laughs) you so much. And it's so funny. (laughs) And part of why I came here, I was like, I'm going to meet him at least. Let's just at least I'm going to meet him at least and see if it's true. It's going to be a spectacle. (laughs) Um, Right. I was asking you how you guys met. So so she came to a concert of yours. Usually hates music. Usually hates music. Likes your music. Surprisingly liked it And then asked me If I wanted to Try writing A song with her And then We did that We wrote a great song And then kept Writing songs together Did that song Did she use that song? Uh She hasn't She's She hasn't yet Uh But The Subsequent songs Have gone on like Like there was this song That we wrote together On the Boy Genius thing That she did And then Uh a couple things for BOCC and uh, yeah that's tight that's tight yeah do you are, are you good at that uh, collaborating with people in a writing situation uh, not always but I've done a lot of it for someone who is not very good at it, um, it do I, you do it in the same room usually or you pass stuff back and forth it depends with Phoebe we do it afar from afar uh, a lot because we're in different places a lot of the time but with other people usually it's in the same room and then each of us will try and like tweak it a little bit but I I honestly hate doing it kind of in the same room? Um, I hate doing it at all okay <clears throat> I like I it it like shuts me down in a very weird way sometimes or like I have like uh, performance anxiety when it happens weirdly like I haven't had it on a few things so I think 
You think you're getting over that? I no, <laughs> I definitely am not. Um, yeah, I I get really. It's so funny that he keeps. Oh, he's over there. He's doing the his thing, man. Um, yeah, I get really bad performance anxiety, and then I don't like in the room. You mean in the room, and then later I'll try and contribute something, but it's like harder later than it is. Yeah, I'm 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 that way where I've. Yeah, I've, I've I've done a a decent amount of things where I've been in the room with somebody, and it's terrifying. It really is. I it always is. feel like I don't have my shit together yeah. enough. Like my way of getting my shit together is very introverted and private, and like it shouldn't be seen in a room with some. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm embarrassed of my like quote unquote and I'm doing intentionally air quotes because it's embarrassing to say this word but process yeah <clears throat> no for sure it's it, it's like I mean I, I, and again both of us were chubby kids there's a shame factor there exactly. but like <laughs> um I don't know there's some there's something again in quotes magical that happens within the creative process for me anyway in my own little creative process that I can't ever put my finger on or or, or conjure mm-hmm. when I it's sort of like it either happens or it doesn't happen and sometimes it happens instantaneously and is that magical feeling and sometimes the magic is you know 97 hours <laughs> tweaking a kick drum you know what I'm saying like right. so yeah. it, it just depends but like yeah being in that room with someone is, is Nerve wrack. I'm already sweating thinking about it. <laughs> it is. It's fucking scary. So sometimes it isn't though. Like Phoebe and I, that's been the person that I'm most successful at it with. How do you guys do it? We just we will plan to do it and then kind of just sit and talk about our lives for a really long time, and then like three percent of the time is spent playing the musical idea that we had, and then we'll be like, yeah. you know. That's that's what as a high anxiety person that's what I'm starting to realize that people like to do that like I've never really been good at doing where it's like I feel like okay we got to we got to get something done right this is like this day <laughs> this day's going to be over and yeah. we need something to show for it and so I always feel like I have to uh oh I got to watch this Are they good with other dogs? They're okay? He's wagging. This is nice, but he's got a lot of uh, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your dog's chill, so he's... My dog's very chill, yeah. Yeah. What were we just talking about? We were talking about uh, collaboration. Oh, you were talking about the, the we need to get shit done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so shut this gate. I, yeah, I guess I guess I always feel like that feeling of like yeah we we better we better get this done, or else we're not gonna have anything to show. And like I feel like people that are like especially big artists, and I've only been in the room with maybe two big artists like that, uh-huh. and like they they don't feel that way. At all, they would rather just talk, just talk. Yeah, and I'm sure Phoebe's that way. Like, yeah, well, they they just want to hang out, and like, if something comes out of it, it does, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. But yeah, like, I, I I've rather than like realizing that these people like they they just want to sort of meet me and see how I work or how I tick. Yeah. A little bit and like, 
Uh, yeah, instead of that, I've always had this feeling like, okay, okay, you, you, you get these All lyrics right. done, you get these lyrics done, I'm gonna work on this this uh, melody idea. We're and, both working right now. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Seriously, like, that's exactly how I'm, so like. I've it, been done a lot of, I, I have like, I've, yeah, sorry. But I've realized that's not the way. That's not how people do it, yeah. I think it's a bad way. I think yeah. it's a broken way. I have done a lot of, uh, I like signed a publishing deal a couple years ago and they sent me on like a lot of like <clears throat> co-write situations and they're mostly like kind of like <clears throat> alright we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna get it done today Yeah, which I feel like is such an unrealistic uh, or it's an unrealistic uh, it's like that happens like 1% of the time yeah Right, and the, but then when you force it to happen, you almost always like are just forcing like a really like something that you fucking loathe, and just like gives you like bad feelings to like even think about. You're like, yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah, but you, that, that's the thing is because it's forcing it, and it's it's art. You know, it's like you can't you, you want to feel like it comes about from a pure place or a natural place somehow. Obviously. Both of us know that, you know... It doesn't. Yeah, that's not how it necessarily <laughs> always works. But you, you yeah. want to feel like at least... Yeah. I don't know. It's not some kind of like... You know, you're not... You're you not, don't just turn the machine on. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and also realizing that... A lot of people feel the way I do. Like, that that they're not super confident in like... That they can walk in a room and be like... Here's my song. Here's an idea. You know, like... Everybody yeah. has that where they're they're sort of like, hmm, I don't know, I don't know, and then you know, then it comes to you, and then you know. I feel actually really what you just said. I feel really reassured by. I feel like I've gotten to meet almost all of my like heroes, just like most immediate heroes from like when I was like discovering music, and almost every single one of them, like, is self-conscious in that same exact way and constantly doubting themselves. Yeah. And constantly like, fuck, I suck. Like, God damn it. Like, part of me, <laughs> honestly, part of my feelings of that way are, are my inadequacies in, like, um, academic music stuff. Like, I don't, I don't play, like, I play a lot of instruments, but I don't really play instruments. You know, you, you really seem like you do. I play one instrument. Guitar. I play one instrument in a very like weird and not traditionally acceptable but you've spent your like 10,000 hours like I can tell like you've like spent your time on it whereas I I really haven't like I've spent my 10,000 hours in the studio like I've spent my 10,000 hours and when I say in the studio I mean home studios like when I go to a studio studio I get super like Anxious, shook. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, because I don't you know have... all their routings and all their, you know. But like, but like, that's that's sort of where I've done that is like in the recording zone, where like, or like You've mi- mixing a, and producing. Like a, oh, yeah, yeah. I have this Your little way. world of things and my little way of things. Yeah. So yeah, but like, but it's honed and you have confidence in it and you know that it's gonna work and that there's a way through it. That's how... I can always find a way through it, but yeah. that's a that's like a private thing and that's like locked away in my little lair you know like the idea of like stepping into a room with people was like I remember I, and I want to know who some of the, your heroes were that you got to be in a room with in just a second but I remember being in the room with, with uh, Lord that's the most famous person that I did oh, that yeah. with wow. and like I, like 
at one point, I think she handed me a guitar. Like, we, we could maybe do something. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I literally, like, I can play, like, oh, E, G, D, A, whatever. Like, but, like, I can't play guitar. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't sit there and, like, hold it down. You know what I mean? You were, like, it, you froze up. I was so nervous. It made yeah. me so anxious. Yeah. I had to put it down, and I got on the piano, which I feel... A little more I mean a lot more confident on But still I'm not a piano player So Yeah I just know that feeling of like I couldn't even begin To like write a song on this instrument right now <laughs> You know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, Like I, know I can write a song on the piano But like Then I have to go in Like that's why I've never put out like a You know Yoni and the Pianos record Because it, it's never right. You know it's not smooth You know what I'm saying It's jagged I feel like that's like when people I don't I feel like I say this or say this about a lot of things but don't ever hold myself in the same uh, like I judge myself much more harshly but I feel like jagged like stuff like that is so much more compelling and so much more interesting to listen to and like is it affects me so much deeper than like very precise things uh, maybe, maybe, dude, maybe but. so. And, and, and there's, I mean, that goes back to the Bob Dylan thing. Bob Dylan had a jaggedness that I thought was appealing mm-hmm. for for me. So that's well, what it's I can approachable that and like very real. Yeah, you know, yeah. even if it's contrived, which all of it is, with everyone always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I've always felt like I always felt like if I'm gonna do something like that, like I want to say I want to like have like the sweetness of like a Sufjan or something. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like you just so I've just been drinking so much honey. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me diarrhea, but I don't know that it did anything else. Um, <laughs> but no, that that's like yeah. I just always felt like that. I always just feel like when my voice comes out. And Lily and I were talking about this because we both feel the same way. And you're on the other side of this, buddy. <laughs> is that we both feel like I'm like I feel so strident. Like I, I start singing and it's like who who brought the trombone out? That's like, how you know, I like, feel. Stop. No, no, no. It truthfully you got is, a smoothness, man. No, I don't. I think that this is just the way that people perceive themselves. And I don't. I I feel like literally when I hear my voice coming back through the speakers, I'm like, fuck, this sounds like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck, this sounds like a chicken that's like a you're really smooth, like man. no. It sounds very sharp to me and like a, not like notation wise or whatever but like uh like it feels too it feels unpleasant to listen to to me all right fair enough so but i but that's why and i'm using that as an argument for i think that people this is part of the experience maybe you're right of being i love you know look i'll say this this is why like i've i've gotten a lot of messages from people that listen to this podcast that are like gosh i had no idea you know you and your guests feel as insecure as I do. So I think that's, hel- that's helpful for people to know that is. like people that Okay, but so who are some of your heroes that you have worked with in the room? Um I I really I mean like Jenny Lewis and like Connor Oberst and um those are both huge. Yeah, I'm trying to think like people Got Will Chef from Ockerville River. Is, okay. I was a huge yeah. Ockerville River fan when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, not that like all of them are ha- have like said exactly the things that we're talking about, but you can tell it's very. It puts you at ease to see that their shit doesn't just arrive how it right how it 
the perfect way that you hear it. And for some reason, I, I don't, I like can intellectualize and like know that that is the truth. Yeah. And it's the truth for everybody. But when I hear someone's record, I'm just like, fuck, they just like arrived on this planet. And, right, and right. And that song just like came out of them so perfectly like that. And they never questioned it once. They're just out there living their fucking truth. It's and an never. illusion. <laughs> but you know what? There are some people that it's not a fucking illusion. That's the thing is like, I feel like Sufjan might be one of those people. I don't know. Those people are out there where it's like, it, it, it's, it, there is more of an effortlessness. And I think it comes like, I've been realizing this lately about myself and what I need to work on. I do want to work on that, like, I want to work on my voice, I want to work on planks, I want to learn guitar, mm -hmm. or, like, something else that I feel like I can, I can like, accompany myself um, deftly. You know what I'm saying? And not, and not feel like, you know, I, because I feel like this current album that I'm working on, like, I like it, and I think it's good, but, like, I couldn't really sit down and play you any one of the songs like on piano or guitar like or anything, and it to feel good. <clears throat> They're all like very much, you know, produced and worked on and gotten to a point um, through the sort of recording, mixing, producing process. You know what I mean? But that's all of that stuff, I feel like for you is so much a part of it too and is part of like the the artfulness of it, like the production it of it. You can tell that that is... is is like so much of where you put your heart as well. Yeah, it and it's is. It's not just like a pretty way to like dress up the the, the thing. Right. Like it's like all a part of the, you know. It is, and I, I do, and I do like that. I do like that aspect, but like I'm realizing with myself, and to go beyond just like you know feeling good about myself or bad about myself or whatever. It's like I I want to I want to like enjoy music as crazy as it sounds. The like, the more that I've sort of done music as a full-time thing and as a, it, it it's like I get less and less out of what it, what music used to do for me, like that that catharsis that that like whatever the settling settling down of of different things. Mm -hmm. I feel like now it's like when it since it has become this like studio thing that I do and I don't do it outside of that you know I don't like play songs like the rest of my band who you're about to meet in a moment they gig around town you know my brother plays jazz gigs they have like a jam session every Sunday night uh, you know they, they're in different rock bands in the city I'm not in any of that like I have like my precious album that I work on you know what I mean and then I go after that is done, then like we rehearse it a ton and then go on a tour playing that. You know what right. I'm saying? Like playing, um, <laughs> playing like you know, super rehearsed. You're not having like a spontaneous moment where you're like feeling like on stage, like or like. Or it's, or it's, I'm trying to guess what you're describing. The feeling you're describing. I, I guess <clears throat> like. I don't know when when you used to think about what what music is for a musician mm -hmm. it's they get something from playing music right and playing music with people right and and like uh singing there's a feeling that i get from singing and stuff that i don't ever i don't sing you know what i mean like unless i'm like actively writing a song which is rare or like recording vocals 
we're on tour singing the songs that are very much written and recorded it's like I don't have that like right. spark I don't know I, I, I don't I, I don't you feel like the release from all of your anxieties for a moment and you're like yeah I'm like here to fucking do this beautiful thing that I'm here to do I don't have that <clears throat> I mean I, even, do I. <laughs> even, on, even on tour it's like it, it's like it's so rehearsed and it's, it becomes something else like I think it's better um, like we play a better concert when we don't you know improvise or something when we're just playing you know like we, we have parts that we play for the specific songs and it, all that kind of thing yeah and you know people come in doing their harmonies at certain certain phrases and you know all that stuff is great and it it's better makes it better for the audience but it's not necessarily you know for me then it just becomes a job of execution right <laughs> you're doing you're trying to mathematically do you're you're living mathematically, not emotionally. Yeah, I'm executing whatever I did on the album. Now, hopefully within that, the, you know, I get some feeling on stage as well, or, or the, the sort of reciprocation with the audience or something that um, I do, that I can dig. Do you ever feel like you're playing like a video game of like all of the songs that you wrote and you're just trying to get the highest score every night that you... Yes, yeah. pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. That's how I feel. It's like, how, how well can I execute this? That's exactly without, how I feel. Without, how many, how few fuck-ups can I do? Yeah. And like, how, how much can I keep my voice, you know, on the actual note it's supposed <laughs> to be singing? I, I I feel like I'm playing like a version of like like singer songwriter hero every right, night. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, I I just I feel like I need to get with myself and like almost as a form of like just self growth and meditation whatever. It was like okay, let me like spend some hours with an instrument, just learning how to make it comfortable in my hands, and you know. Um, I don't know, and I kind of want to do voice lessons of some kind, which I've never really done. I've done like three or four voice lessons in my life, just so that I didn't like lose my voice on tour type of thing. I did that before a tour re- or before we made my record. Yeah, but, that, but it was the first time I had done it. I kind of want to <clears> do, you know, I like I watch American Idol and shit, and yeah. like I'm always just like astounded at like people that are singing someone else's song that means nothing to me can bring me to tears <laughs> just by their vocalization and I don't mean like all the runs they do and shit but but like just people that have really honed their voice as an instrument you know what I mean and can really just sort of put their their self full self out there in it yeah there's when you watch people like that perform and sing or whatever and you watch them on like that kind of like a show or something like that it makes me like weirdly kind of emotional because you like there's even if you don't like the song that they're singing or whatever it's their performance is like loaded with all of the hours of their life that like they poured into this like one like fucking stupid thing it's me every single time (laughs) I don't know why I like it's so sad to me in such a in such a but like in a very positive way while also I feel very like cynical about it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have both, and all of the things. Sure, sure. E- yeah, e- yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like I just feel limited uh-huh. by my voice, and like, you know, I I feel like I always have to. I comp a lot, and I don't know how much you comp, um, vocals or whatever. Um, but like I, I'll you know I'll take phrases, even words. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
I don't, I'm not very, I'm like a horrible engineer. So whenever I'm like demoing stuff, it, I can't, I can't comp like anything. No, but, but like on, on your... the things. Yeah, the things are comped. Okay, for sure. yeah. Yeah. Does Phoebe sit there and do that or, or um, you do it with the engineer or the, something? The engineer does it. Uh, the engineer who made this record is a fucking amazing, amazing engineer. He did the, uh, he also engineered the, the Perfume Genius record. He's Blake Mills' engineer. You're fucking kidding me. That no. mean, that, that yeah. like... That album, that the No Shape album, is the album that, since it's come out, it's fucking unreal. I have referenced everything I do to that album. It's so fucking good. The 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 production and the engineering are the best I've ever heard. Yeah, I think he's incredible. I mean, Blake is is incredible, and I'm a huge Blake fan. Are you uh, friends with him? I wouldn't say that we're friends, but we have played on. Some I have been around him a lot. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you got, do you not get along, or you, no? Or you're just I, saying you don't know him. That I'm well. very intimidated by him. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I don't know him that well, and he's such a fucking force that whenever he's around, I'm like, he's someone that I still like freeze up around. I'm like, Is he an LA guy? Yeah. So we made my record at his studio. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, which is he? He took over Sound City. Uh, which is where they made like Oh I knew that You know yeah. I heard him on uh, On um, oh Gosh I can't remember what it was But maybe the Tape Op podcast oh, yeah. Or like one of those kind of podcasts I listen to a lot of those kind of Yeah Audio whatever um, Right And I heard him talking about that They took South City Yeah he's Yeah he has the big room there which Dave is, Grohl took the, the board though Yeah but Blake has a board there now. Oh, he has a board. He's, he's like renting. A, he's or, got a board. I don't know if he's studio? renting or there's no, a board there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Yes, Dave it's a, it's a has, Mackie. Dave, but, you know. It's just a Mackie. I know that that I know by the way that you made that joke that that's bad. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's a, you know. No, uh, it's yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's really nice. I just I don't know very much about that stuff. Sure, sure. The room is really cool, though. Very surreal. We made my record in the room where they made fucking Nevermind. That's nuts. Which is so mind-blowing to me that they put, uh, they let a man and an acoustic guitar in that. alone. In that space. <laughs> they, who knows what you could have done in there? We could have tracked drums in there. Yeah. Which is what everyone wants to do, apparently. Right, that's the sound, We I didn't guess. do it. But, so, interesting. So, and, and the engineer... Is what's his name? His name is Joseph Lorge. He is a good friend of mine and such a fucking. He's so amazing. You have to meet him. So were some of the perfume genius ideas him as well? Like the the the, you know I know they use that like the three sixty degree mic. Or oh yeah, whatever that the, is uh, one eighty degree. Like, it's the binaural on a head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We use that on like a, a photo of my record. Oh, you did. Too. Yeah. Uh, on Damn, Northside, I love we use that, that sound. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I love that sound. I don't know what. I haven't. I feel like they're all pretty secretive, and I don't, I, I don't know ever what they. Even as we're recording, I'm like, why does it sound like this? And Joseph will like sort of show me, and I'm like, I don't get it. And he's like, cool. Well, that's like, this <laughs> you don't is, have to get it. Yeah. Sing your song. <laughs> they're always make. They're always doing. So yeah, like a. I feel like the things that end up sounding cool that Joseph is doing is like, he does have a lot of amazing like. I like out of the box ideas, but he's always like, "Wow, this is really like dumb." <laughs> it's like a dumb idea or something he like that. He thinks of things that he considers to be dumb. Yeah, I think like or doing something in like sort of a shoddy way and like pulling it off in such a fucking 
like he always pulls it off. Yeah. I don't know. Does he is he mixing as well? Uh, he's mixing. Yeah, he mixed. Ooh. He's currently mixing. Actually, yeah. I gotta hear this shit. I mean, I've heard, obviously I've heard North the North Siders, and that that's yeah. I gotta play some of it. I have. We have a. It's like halfway mixed. Cool. And all the way tracked. Very um, cool. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. He he's amazing. He usually comps everything. <laughs> that was a personal attack, man. <laughs> My dog just uh, kicked. Clover all over Christian's pants. A very, so funny, of all the places. Um, yeah, the he usually he comps everything, and they okay. he like comps and like with his very, own taste. Or you sit with him. I don't sit with him. Okay. They have like a method at between like yeah like Joseph and Tony Berg also works out of that studio, and and his, it took it over with Blake. Their like comping method seems to be just like don't have the artist in the room when it's happening. So, but but they just. But what's the method beyond that? Nothing. Just just. Uh, I think you get like self-conscious when you. Should we? Yeah, let's do it. I think. I don't know what the method is. This is what I've interpreted it to be, is that when you sit and comp with the artist in the room, they. M- Try to interject and make choices. Like, sure, they don't give you the time to make the the comp sound the best that it could. They're always trying to be like, no, choose the unrealistic version of me where I did it really well. Right. I see. It, it, it even though it won't blend. Yes. So, I wish that I had the luxury of someone else comping my vocals. I, I, you know, so my brother fun. helps me sometimes, but often it's just left to me deciding. You know what I'm saying? Which is yeah. tough. For your own voice, it's very hard. Do you know who Ethan Greska is by chance? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> well, look over there. Oh, Wait. great. <laughs> well, there's some more kids. Okay. He, he'll be all right. He's a uh, pretty good boy. Ethan Greska is a singer-songwriter and uh, producer. He produced Phoebe's record with Tony Berg. Okay. And he is an amazing engineer as well. And worked on a bunch of my record, but he is like a, a master comper. Okay. He's like a comping machine, uh, and makes like the most interesting comps that like have like weird fucking fades. They're like sound. They're like don't. They look insane. It looks so crazy to and, look at. And they're not super smooth. You kind of hear not super what's going smooth. on. Yeah, but in like a very cool way. It's yeah. like a style or something. I've I've definitely heard. In, like intentionally audible comps and stuff like that like but more in like pop pop music like yeah. like Kanye stuff or you'll just hear like like you know like they wanted this little two word thing from this one and this one you know it's very right. obvious yeah. I like that I, I do too I, I yeah I don't I don't know why I thought of him oh because comping um, anyway he's an amazing songwriter as well one of my favorite songwriters well, um, I mean, we should close up, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, there's always a million other things I could ask you, but we'll be hanging out. We can talk about everything tonight. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for, for being on the podcast. We've been sitting in this uh, little park in uh, Northside, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, this was the old Jurgen Mansion, uh, if you know Jurgen's Soap. Uh, really? This used to be their mansion when they... When the guy died in his in his will, he said tear it down and make a park, and that's what, what they did. Yeah. Wow. So you're sitting in the you're sitting in the Jurgen soap fortune right now. I'm like in the Jurgen like the 
the study or something right now. That's right. You might be, yeah, I don't know where we are. I, I, yeah, I imagine we're in like the foyer. Uh, but yeah, we, we are we are jerking off right now. Uh, so, Christian, thank you so much for being on here. Say Thanks, bye to the people Yoni. out bye, there. Bye, people out there. All right, good talk. Good talk, you guys. You know, I, I know I'm kind of slow to make these nowadays, and, and maybe I'll pick up the speed uh, as I'm touring more and, and meeting more people on the road. But uh, in the meantime, you know, there's tons, there's 143 other episodes you can go back to and check out. Um, lots of really good talks in, in those, in those uh, annals. So, so go, go, go back to the older episodes. You know, you can, you know how to find them. However, you found this one. Um, let's, it's time. Let's, let's read off the executive producers of this illustrious show. Uh, these are people that pledged five dollars or more over at Patreon.com/slash The Wandering Wolf. We've got at Indie Memes, Adam Chase, Alexis Johnson, Andrew Lark, Anna Stevenson. Anthony Duenas, Caitlin Augustine, Drew Nocton, Cemetery Chips, Dylan Rowe, Emma Ridgeway, Evan Gordon, Ian Tankersley, Jake Huntley, Jesse Gillenwalters, Jesse Squires, Kenneth Leanne, Matt Hill, Merrick Jarmulowitz, Michael Miller, Michael Payne, Nathan Royster, Nick Walls, Paul Solorzano, Beppo Marquez, Robert Hess, Simon Bird, the Ark of E Network, Tim Vecchio, and Yeshua Miles Arista. Thank you guys so much for donating as well as anyone else who went over to patreon.com slash thewanderingwolf and pledged anything. Don't forget to check out the new Y album, AOK Ohio, uh, which is mostly out, five-sixths out into the world. And look for the tour dates, man. Come and check us out on the road this it doesn't happen that often you know you get it you get a chance to come see us do it we put on a good show uh and i love seeing all you guys there so you can go to aokohio.com slash tour and that takes you to the same place as why with a question mark.com slash tour and uh, check out those dates you can buy your tickets right there it's very easy no no hassle no fuss it's been a pleasure bringing this to you. I'll hopefully have another one coming to you soon. Thank you very much, Christian Lee Hudson. By the way, the little bits you've been hearing underneath me uh, are, are Christian from assorted things I could find on the web since he doesn't have an official album out. Let's go out with the official Christian Lee Hudson song, Northsiders. you in the science quad you asked if I had any pot we're going up to Mikey's spot covering important ground tried cocaine at my cousin's house yeah I'm probably addicted now the things that children lie about I didn't notice it was getting late you offered me a place to stay We live up in the Palisades Tell you folks you ran away Besides you're a Northsider now Nothing 
Lights up ahead, I hope it was an instant death Sometimes I imagine us way down the line Getting fat somewhere in the countryside It's crazy how things shake out sometimes But maybe that's enough magic for me Nothing's going to Change it now. Maybe that's an outro, actually. It sounds more like an outro. <coughs> Something like that.